Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I would hazard a guess a lot of people listening to this do not recall the World Wrestling Federation in the year 1990. Maybe you didn't even know it was called the WWF. I am old. To improve your knowledge, though, and get you up to speed, hello, I am Simon from What Culture. Thank you for stopping by. Why not hit that subscribe button? And yeah, this is 10 things you didn't know about the WWF in 1990. Number 10, the Ultimate Warrior wrestled Phil Collins. Man, this is going to take some explaining. So Phil Collins was indeed the front man of pop band Genesis, as well as an individual artist in his own right. So one day when he was making a video for a song, he had an idea... Why not tap into wrestling? I mean, we've all been there. This was for Two Hearts, which went on to become a huge hit and tied into a network special known as But Seriously, which told the story of Phil and some TV executives trying to build to a big event. This is officially the most 90s thing ever. The chosen man to help with this was indeed the ultimate warrior. And if you're asking why wasn't it Hulk Hogan? Well, he was the first choice, but when he couldn't do it, the warrior was always number two. It does start all right as well as the ultimate one and Collins begin to dance when it gets violent. Warrior grabs Phil and throws him around the place. And even though the singer tries to fight back, he failed. Of course he did. It's actually quite bad when you watch it now, although really, what were our expectations? This was meant to be silly and it was. Not sure anybody thought we were getting a five-star classic. 6.25 stars in the Tokyo Dome. Number nine, Shane Douglas was the third rocker. Well, almost anyway. Now, this was five years before Shane Douglas had a very public war of words with one Shawn Michaels. And given that somebody had to step into HBK's shoes for one of house shows, yeah, Douglas got the nod. He was young and blonde after all. Now, this happened throughout the summer and obviously was off camera, but I'm sure Shane was thinking, well, if this goes well, I'll be in the company's good books was being a good soldier after all, doing what was asked. As it turned out, he was wrong. Once he was done with this, Douglas was kind of anonymous for a year, apart from a very short appearance in the 1991 Raw Rumble. Although guess what he did on his last night for the company? He teamed with Marty Jannetty to take on the Oriental Express at a live event. This kind of feels like a troll. Now there is a lot more to discuss with Shane's WWF run, but that's another video for another day. Just know eventually he got booked as a teacher. No, I'm not kidding. Number eight, the WrestleMania commentary era. So up till 1990, Jesse the Body Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon were the WrestleMania commentary team in some capacity. It's all we knew. When the ultimate challenge rolled around though, the WWF decided to head in a different direction. Jesse would leave entirely. He fell out with Vince McMahon over money and the fact he tried to form a union. Why did that fail? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Again, 
That's a different video. The reason it's important to talk about, however, is because of what they represented. Monsoon was the straighter than straight announcer, whereas Ventura liked the bad guys and would find a way to justify their dastardly actions. Now, this was nothing new, but it's still a dynamic that WWE leans on today. Obviously, Gorilla would also leave a legacy alongside Bobby the Brain Heenan, and you can hear the body with Vince behind the desk too. That was always interesting. Mostly because Jesse took every shot he possibly could. Number seven, the original Survivor Series card. The first Survivor Series was planned a long time out. As pay-per-views acted as these monumental moments as opposed to monthly occurrences, the powers that be would need to know what the idea was so they could book everything else leading up to it. Because wrestling is nuts, there's no way it would hold up though. Part one here is when Rick Rude did a Jesse Ventura, he fell out with Vince McMahon over cash, and he jumped ship. Whoops. You can still see Survivor Series graphics with Rude in them, though, and when you research it today, it sounds like he could have gone after Hulk Hogan. He would have lost for sure, but still, he's back at the top of the card. Akeem was also going to be a part of Sergeant Slaughter's Mercenaries team, but he departed too, and it was the same story for Bad News Brown. He was the fourth guy on Team Ted DiBiase, but exited stage left. Although that one worked out well, and you want to know why? Because his replacement was none other than The Undertaker. Talk about sliding door moments. Number six, Brutus Beefcake versus Mr. Perfect. At WrestleMania six, we chose Brutus the Barber Beefcake to end Mr. Perfect's undefeated streak. Goes to show, you didn't think cutting your hair was going to help in wrestling, but you were wrong. The idea was that Perfect would win the Intercontinental title after this, meaning we could get to the 1990 SummerSlam and do the big rematch. Sadly, Brutus never made it. The real-life Ed Leslie was involved in a horrific parasailing accident that almost killed him and absolutely took him out of wrestling for a while. Instead, Vince McMahon shuttled in Kerry Von Erich as the Texas Tornado. And just to really surprise the fans, Kerry won. He would only hold the title for a couple of months before Perfect won it back, but still made the title pretty interesting as we went throughout the year. As an added note too, Beefcake was also penciled in to win IC Gold at SummerSlam 1998. That didn't happen either. Instead, the Ultimate Warrior was going to return, so the hairdresser got storyline hurt. Let's just face it, this basically wasn't his lane. Number five, the Texas Tornado pretends to hold the IC title. So as we have just brought this one up, let me give you some more info. So we've already talked about the fact that his championship reign was relatively short. It all did get a little bit weird at the Survivor Series. There, Kerry teamed with the Ultimate Warrior and the Legion of Doom to face Mr. Perfect and all three members of Demolition, meaning not only do we have the World and Intercontinental Champion together, but yeah, Tornado and Perfect were at odds again. Given how the taping scheduled work back in the 90s, though, on November the 19th, the WWE had filmed Von Erich losing his title to Mr. Perfect, with this pay-per-view airing on the 22nd. As it wasn't going to be shown to the TV viewer until the 15th of December, we had to keep going forward but you know there was at least one fan with a massive eyebrow raised they knew the deal but 30 years ago you could have told somebody this and they wouldn't have believed you anyway number four mr perfect the workhorse we shall continue on with this theme and remember this in the 90s all wrestlers worked a hell of a lot I mean, it's crazy now, but back then it was borderline nuts. Nobody could match what Kurt Hennig did in 1990, though, because as well as bouncing around with the Intercontinental title, he basically fought every single top babyface in the company. Because he was tussling with Hulk Hogan on house shows at the start of the year, then did his program with Beefcake, moved on to the Ultimate Warrior after he won the big belt, faced Jake Roberts, Tito Santana, Jim Duggan, the big boss man, Hercules, the Legion of Doom, Roddy Piper, and so many others, I've just got to stop here. It kind of makes sense why his back 
stopped working in 1991, but in this 12-month period, he worked 194 times. There's likely more we don't know about too. This was just perfect though. Back in 1989, he had smashed through 173. Number three, there is a lot of the gobbledygooker. So the narrative today is that the WWF revealed the gobbledygooker at the Survivor Series as their new mascot, realized this was a stupid idea, and he was gone again. It's not exactly true. Even after the horrendous reaction at the pay-per-view, Vince McMahon wouldn't let it go, so he kept trying. It meant we saw the giant turkey with Tugboat and the Bushwhackers, for some reason, they all cut promos. And before every single live show, the Gooka was sent out in front of the crowd to see if he could get some cheers the WWF were hoping for. Surprise, surprise, it never clicked. I wonder why. Their last big plan was to have gobbledy twirl Howard Finkel, and I mean that literally. He stood there and spun Howard around like this was meant to help. Soon after, he was finally kicked out the door and into the history books... It's one of the worst ideas ever. Number two, Jacques Rougeau goes back to back. If you do bring up Jacques Rougeau to any harder wrestling fan, they will likely remember the tag team of the fabulous Rougeaus and the Mountie. These were his calling cards. The year didn't start well for the team as they lost to the Bushwhackers and the Rockers, which was mainly because the WWE had decided to move on. They wanted to do something different. It made Jack vanish from TV, when from nowhere we started to get these vignettes for none other than the Mountie. Yep. It saw him harassing Canadians because he took his job way too seriously. And we weren't trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes here. Vince McMahon on commentary would just tell us this was the same guy. What the flub is he doing? There was a story too because apparently Jack wanted to reclaim some law and order in his own life. I can't lie. I absolutely loved it. I mean, do you remember that jailhouse match with the big boss man? I watched it over and over again as a kid. And even today, it makes absolutely no sense. Number one, Vince McMahon says no to The Undertaker. It almost changed the course of history in the process. Now that Mark Calloway has retired, though, he's thrown the baby out with the bathwater and is happy to talk about anything, including how his life almost went a different way and that he almost never had the iconic run that he did. We've already talked about how he debuted at the Survivor Series, but on his Six Feet Under podcast, the dead man revealed that, yep, while right-hand man Bruce Pritchard put him over huge to the boss, McMahon didn't see it, even after a meeting. Telling Mark Wright to his face that the company didn't have anything for him, it all changed down the line when the concept of a traditional mortician was brought to the table. Turned out Vince did think that Calloway had something to him as a person, and the rest we know. He was right too. Those guys have been best of buds for years now. I mean, they were even hanging out in Saudi Arabia the other day. What the flub is happening? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.